at that. Sean Belby. I see Brittany Jersey getting buckets. <laughs> uh, welcome back. This is episode seven of In the Zone. I'm so excited to have Syracuse legends Jerry McNamara and Elijah Hughes joined by me today. Guys, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Legend status, E. You heard it right. I don't, I don't know if he's there yet, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not there yet. Yeah. Um. Just wanted to talk NBA Finals quickly. Um. I'll give my one opinion, and then I'll, I'll have you guys take the floor. But um, obviously, the Heat have the two best players um, on the floor tonight. But um, I think Miami then has the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and probably eighth best player. Um, with with their roster before you know the Lakers have probably the eighth or ninth best player, but um, I want to know what you guys think is going to happen in this series and and what are your predictions. Um, so whoever wants to start um, can go you ahead. Yeah, the Lakers guy now. That's the that's the that's yeah. That's he probably thinks LeBron's going to average 40, 20, and twenty, and they're going to sweep four zero. But no, uh, no. First of all, first of all, first of all, take a step back. Are you trying to be funny or like you being serious when you said that whole? No, I was being serious. Bro, so LeBron's at the best player on the court? No, I said LeBron and AD are one. Well, you said Miami. Techn- theoretically, you said Miami has the one and two best. Right, that's what he said, right? No, I said LeBron. Miami also has two through or three through. Okay. Right, bro. I thought I had said. I thought I had said LeBron and AD were one, two, and then Miami has three, four, right. five, six, seven. Uh, you didn't eight. say that. You didn't say I that. I thought I did. Okay, keep going. But, bro, I got, honestly, I got, I got Lakers in six. Okay. Lakers in six. I'm curious to see how that zone is going to work against uh, the Lakers. I don't think they've seen a zone like that. Uh, so I'm just curious to see that. I think LeBron's going to still be LeBron. AD's going to be AD. But um, Lakers in six. That's that's the prediction, E? Yeah, Lakers in six. I'm also curious to see how the zone works. I think when right. LA has gotten in trouble is when they haven't shot it particularly well. Right. Um, when they've been really, really good, you know, you see guys like – KCP, right, exactly. An impact. Uh, you know, Rondo came in. I don't know if it was game one or game two last. Mm-hmm. Series. I thought he dominated an entire second half stretch. Right. But this Miami team is just—they're fun to watch. I mean, they're—you mm-hmm. know—and and the great thing about it is, and you guys both played, you know, for me and 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 worked under me, and obviously we we've moved past that relationship and the friendship. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing that I really appreciated about the way Miami plays is how unselfish it is. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what night you have. You know, Jim mm-hmm. Butler could be the guy in game one, and then, you know, it's Tyler Hero has had his career game. Goran Dragic has been outstanding. No one's really kind of right. talking about it. Mm-hmm. And Bam has a career night. And it seems like regardless of who does what, they're all okay with it. Exactly. <laughs> It doesn't exactly. matter for them. And uh, I think that's been kind of the most refreshing thing of mm-hmm. watching this entire thing unfold is not just how well they're playing as a group, but more so it seems like off the court, the credit, it doesn't matter. I think Jimmy Butler's found his his perfect fit. You know, he's taken a right. lot of criticism over the years, but I think he was looking for a group of people. You know, the great thing when you hear that these guys talk about Tyler here, and I, I heard Coach Spo talk about it, is he did that, you know, he'll deflect 
uh, you know, praise to other people, but it's he's worked that hard to be ready for a moment like this. And mm-hmm. I think that's what Jimmy Butler has been working for a, a certain group that had a certain level of work ethic and intensity and unselfishness um, that it's kind of been the perfect fit. So it, like you said, Bell, you obviously, I think on one side, you have LA who's this juggernaut and, and AD and, and LeBron who are just as, as good as it gets two first, first team all NBA guys. And then mm-hmm. their side, you have this great unit uh, who's just playing so 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 well together right now at the current? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not I'm not huge on on KCP and and Kuzma, um, but like you said, I feel like it all it'll be on those two guys to be able to make shots, and if they can make shots, then um, I feel like LA will have the advantage. But um, well, it depends. I mean, you think about it this way, Bill. Those guys are going to create mismatches. Mm-hmm. So if if you have a stretch in either one of those four quarters in each game where KCP can hit two threes, Akuzma can hit two threes, Danny Green can step in and hit two threes, those those stretches are huge for LA. It right. alleviates some of the pressure for LeBron, for AD, and now can you create the scenario where they're working in more space because you have to draw more attention because Danny Green's hit two threes, because KCP uh-huh. hit two threes. Um, those are the stretches that LA can, before you know it, go on that fourteen to two run in the first, in the third, or mm-hmm. late fourth. Um, I think what they've done, as far as a run standpoint, they can go blow the doors off in two separate runs, and a lot of times it's because those particular guys have hit a stretch of two threes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know more about the NBA game than probably both of us, Elijah and I combined. You've been around it, but what is it? What have you heard about like the Heat culture that they kind of talk about in that? They always just have such a great group of guys who are willing to be, you know, so unselfish and just play the game of basketball the right way. Well, he's going through it right now. And it's a little different scenario than when I was going through it as far as hitting the draft process. But uh, normally, this time, you know, would have been passed by now, but you would have been doing the circuit. You would have when your workouts here, your workouts there. Before you knew it, you'd forget what city you're in. Right. you know, but even when I was going through my process, you would hear guys talk about, man, have you been to Miami yet? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, that, that run in, you know, I, I I think with Pat Riley and the success that he's had and really more so than anything, it's the standard in which he sets as far as what you're expected, uh, what's expected of you as, as someone that is going to be a part of this organization. I, I think mm-hmm. pride themselves on, you hear these guys, you know, we've, it's kind of been, overkill how much we've heard it over the last few weeks but um you know conditioning toughness grittiness togetherness um you know it's almost like a culture you're trying to build in college i think that's the difference um with what they've done i i I think you see more of a college type atmosphere and organization as far as who we are from top to bottom Mm -hmm. uh, what's expected of you it's a lot of what we try to do at the college level Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure if you if you've played against them, um, Tyler Hero, or or if you know him. Um, you guys are around the same age, but um, Gia, I know you've probably seen him on the circuit when you were recruiting a couple times. Um, are you surprised at how well he's playing at such a young age, only 20 years old, scoring 38 points in the playoffs? Um, how hard is that to do at, at only 20 years old, um, score that many points? And, I don't know him. I never played against him. Um... But you could just tell he just he just has a certain swagger about him. Um, I know some of the guys in Miami Heat, 
I've talked to, and it's just like his swagger about himself is just like through the roof. Um, mm-hmm. He comes to the gym every day, thinks he's the best player on the court. So just his attitude, his approach is just different. And um, it's really unlikely to see that in guys our age, like 22, 21. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what kind of separates him. And then he goes out there and he works his tail off as well, just from hearing people talk about uh, he mm-hmm. puts in the work. Like uh, Spo said, and, uh, Butler said, like, he did it. Like, he did all that. Mm-hmm. So I think just that and then having his confidence that he has is putting it all together. And um, he's, at the end of the day, he's a basketball player. He's a talented basketball player. So he's going to mm-hmm. go out there and score. So, and uh, he just plays with ultimate confidence. I think yeah. that's what separates him from a lot of people our age. I don't know. I've never played in the NBA Finals. <laughs> <laughs> right, I don't I know either. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I didn't see this. You know, I, I watched quite a bit. I didn't see as much of them in high school as I saw in, in college, but I didn't, mm-hmm. didn't see this impact. Um, I think it's a testament to, like he just said, and what we've been hearing is talent, work ethic, competitiveness. You know, mm-hmm. a combination of all of that, the right fit, um, good timing, um, you know, but just staying ready. The You guys, you know, obviously we've been together – for years, you know, Bill, I've known you since your, since your birth, I think. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's those characteristics that we, that we try to teach that, you know, certain guys I think have naturally. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like he said, I, I, I saw an interview where Jimmy said he has ghetto uh, tendencies or something like that. Like, yeah. It's his, the way he, he said something along those lines, the way he carries himself and the level of confidence that he brings to every day, you know, and, and the behind the scenes stuff, it's not just your confidence level. It's the fact that you're willing to back it up with your work. So right. to your question, how hard is it? Magic Johnson's the only other player, I think, to do it yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was, he was pretty good. Right. Um, what about Bam? Um, are you surprised at how well he's playing? Um, did you see him in high school? And E, did you ever play against him? Um, yeah, I never played against him. I've seen him play a few times up close in high school, just from being in the same tournament and stuff like that. But I didn't see this at all. Um, I didn't see – in high school, he was more just like a dominant big man, just mm-hmm. the ball down low, just turn around dunking on everybody. But now he's bringing the ball up. He's starting offense, doing all that. So he just looks – He's just gotten so much better. And even at his time at Kentucky, you know, he was a really ball dominant. He didn't have the ball a lot. Um, he was just kind of that big man that just played super hard and played with a high motor. And now he's he's just been getting better every single year. And um, I think that with his career night the other day, it just shows that he's been, how he's been getting better. And, um, again, another guy just fits the heat culture, uh, wants to compete, wants to win, and it just brings that swagger to the table. So it's, he just fits. And then, like, but to answer your question, I, I did not see it at all. I did not see it at all. I think the one thing you watch him anytime I saw him, even in high school, it was there's a lot of guys with high level skill sets. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys with big time athleticism, um, and there's a lot of guys where it's just constant motor. And when I watched him, I saw the athleticism, and I always walked away like, "Dude, that kid plays hard." Mm-hmm. Love that about about guys. And what I what I've seen in Bam's game is he was skilled, but he's he's gotten a lot better. Uh, you know, you've seen these guys in, in, in Miami improve. You know, I think it's a testament to their skill development, their work ethic. Um, but like he said, I didn't see this level of production. Uh, but I think it's just like with the hero situation, he had the athleticism and he had the motor. 
and to become as skilled as he's become, he has the work ethic. Right. Um, so he's just put it all together. I mean, this he, like you guys are saying, for him to handle the ball, bring it up, to initiate offense, to operate from 17 feet, and then that what we haven't even talked about is his intelligence level. Right. Right. You know, he's been terrific. He's he's mm-hmm. a huge huge difference in what they've done. He obviously was a difference in their closeout game. Um, but I, I didn't see this level of production, certainly not this early in his career. Um, but again, he had the motor. There was no doubt about it. And, and that has, has followed suit. Um, I just have one more question about one particular guy, and then we'll get back to kind of the series talk. But um, obviously you guys are both great shooters. Um, where does Duncan Robinson rank in the NBA right now in best three-point shooters? Is he top five? You mean like the NBA, right? Like the last two yeah. teams right now? No, like all the NBA. Where does he rank in the in the best three point shooters? Top five, top ten. Um, obviously, Steph and Clay are probably one, two. JJ Reddick's probably up there in the top five somewhere. Um, Kyle Korver. Yeah, Kyle Korver. Where does Where does Duncan Robinson get, he's not, he's get that top, list? He's top ten for yeah. sure. Top. He's uh, top five. I mean, he's legit, dude. He, he is. I want to. I want to. I want to get your opinion on him, um, G, and and just too, and his shooting, obviously. Um, he has ratchet. Yeah, ratchet. What he's been doing. Yeah, he's been unbelievable. His footwork's his footwork is terrific. I think the big thing is like can you, the way he moves. I mean, yeah, he's constantly running everywhere. That two man game. He's maximizing they, his opportunities. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of guys that have been great shooters that probably haven't had the platform because they weren't willing to move the way he does. Right. And, you know, the, the thing that I knew he was great, but, yeah, I knew he was a great shooter at Michigan. Mm-hmm. But the thing that solidified it for me was I don't know what game it was when he had the kick out in the corner and he had already hit like three threes early and they kicked it out and he didn't move it. Right. You remember that game? He kicked <laughs> yeah. it, caught it here and he didn't adjust it. He caught it and just went right into shot motion. And then they showed a clip of him working pregame. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Catch shot, catch shot, movement, right. no adjustment, get it off quick. And he's got an elite level ratchet. He maximizes every possession because he's willing to work as hard as possible. And I saw the pregame workout. He works on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's, he's right up there. I mean, you, you could put him in the category. I, I, I've been around JJ. I've been around Kyle Korver. Um, they're as good as it gets. Um, I think from a pure shooting standpoint, this guy's he's right up there with the best. Yeah. Right. Also from like <clears throat> just from working with, you know, G Mac over the years, um, just from his shot, he's like, like every shot looks the exact same. Mm-hmm. Like he could be off balance going one way, but he's pretty much square. His his shot mechanics, everything looks the exact same. So that's pretty impressive as well. Like shooting off the move, it's really hard to get that kind of same the hips and on the same motion and everything like that so that's what really is impressive to me like he could just shoot off the dribble off the catch you know off the on the move so that's really impressive to me every shot looks the exact same and, and set the feet exactly exactly one twos hops right left left right he does it all i mean crazy yeah yeah his footwork his footwork his speed to shot his release right. Some of the shots he takes now are, are so difficult now, uh, too. I remember watching them earlier in the season, and he was passing a lot of them up. And mm-hmm. it's just the same thing, like we were talking about earlier, like the heat culture. They were just feeding it to him, just shoot, shoot. 
Um, he was no, man, we talk, we're talking too much about Miami, bro. What's up? All right, go ahead. What's, go ahead. Go talk to the Lakers. Um, who's going <laughs> to – assuming Dion's not going to play because if he plays Lakers in four, right? But <laughs> assuming he's, he's still hurt, right? who is going to be the third guy for the Lakers outside of LeBron and AD? Who's going to be the third guy who's going to be able to score – and give them other things that they're that they're gonna need to win. See, I like Kuzma a lot when he's not forcing no. the issue. When he's not forcing the issue, when he was like when they played Denver, bro, he got into that one on one battle with Michael Porter. I don't like that, but when he's like when he's used as a cutter, he's used as a guy to you now just be more of like pretty much just a cutter, uh play off to, to make the game easier. He's really good for them, bro. He's really, really good. But I don't like when he gets into that. He tries to force the issue because he didn't, he didn't get a shot in three or four possessions. I don't like him, that guy. I like him being as a cutter, offensive rebound, playing hard kind of guy. So he can really help him a lot if he's just playing the right way. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, Rondo proved he could be that guy. Like Kuzma could be that guy. Rondo gets people involved. but Exactly. But exactly. Yeah, he, um, yeah, he does. He's been a huge help on um, the past series. Different ways to impact the game. Yeah. Right. You know, I think people – you saw it with Jeremy Grant in the with Denver. Mm-hmm. He can impact the game on one end of the court, and then when mm-hmm. he both ends of the court. So I think Rondo, to me, I'm going to go with experience, mm-hmm. a guy that's been there and he's been there a lot. Right. Um, and like he said, he's proved it in the last series that he's kind of taken off. I didn't expect him to come back from injury and be as effective. Yeah, me neither. He Absolutely. was right away. Um, and the fact that he's been there and been there at a high level and mm-hmm. you know, toward, toward the end stretch of that, that group with Paul Pierce and KG and Ray Allen in Boston, you could have easily made the argument that Rondo was the best player at that time when they were mm-hmm. – I don't think that's – I mean, I thought that's he was. Crazy. That's not yeah. crazy. Yeah. I don't want to sound crazy. I thought he was the best player. I thought he was I'll take, the best Oh, yeah. I, so, I, think, I just hate Paul know. Pierce. I think because he's been there, he's been in that situation. He just proved it off the, you know, right. Pierce better than LeBron, though. What'd you say? According to Paul. He's not top five, according to Paul Pierce. <laughs> right, right. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but I, I agree with you, E. I, mm-hmm. I hadn't seen Kuzma get and really broken down his game to the level that uh, I probably would have if I watched them more until the playoffs – but he's a terrific cutter. Terrific. When he when he plays fast and he's quick off the ball, he's crafty around the rim. He's a good open shooter. Um, I did think he, like you said, he. I thought he did kind of get back and forth with him, you know Porter Jr. a little bit. But you know, I I still think the X factor for the Lakers because I think AD is going to have his games. I think LeBron's going to have what he always has is a triple double. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's criminally – I don't know how to say this. He's criminally underrated or undervalued. I, right. We've had this conversation. The three of us have had this conversation. E, I know you're a huge LeBron James fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of excellence. You know, right. I, I feel like my generation was so threatened by LeBron because it was too early to have a conversation, especially after Kobe, that a guy could be in Michael's category mm-hmm. and jump to say he's not Mike. He's not Michael. Mm-hmm. Different. You know, I just – I love watching excellence. This guy's been terrific. He's been terrific for a long – is this his 10th finals? Yeah, 10th out of 11. Bro, don't do that, bro. Is that bro. good? I'm not sure. <laughs> just, I think Bobby just hates LeBron. I'm not, a, I'm not a LeBron hater. Bro, that's exactly what you are, no. bro. You just hate LeBron. It's all right, no, I don't. Bro. I'm a huge Kawhi Leonard fan. That's why you think I hate LeBron. 
But right, imagine, okay. imagine, wait, would a quiet go in uh, their uh, closeout game? We're not talking about that right now. No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. I'm just asking a question. It was like, to know, Paul, Paul George was battling mental health problems. Bro. So their wow. team was. All right, bro. All right, all right. Okay. <laughs> um, I want to get back to experience real quick. Um, like we talked about with Rondo, and then you see Iguodala go in and hit five threes the other night um, for both teams. Um, how, much does yeah, ex- how much does experience play? And Iguodala's been in t- uh, six straight finals, by the way, E. Um, so he, <laughs> bro, might beat, he might beat LeBron's record. Uh, but how much does experience play right now? Um, I think it's, experience is huge right now. I was talking to somebody the other day, and um, I think no one understands the value of like a game one better than LeBron James. Like he just knows like game one, you don't mess around, you don't BS. Like you go and you got to slap them in the face right away, and that kind of sends a message. And, and it gets they're probably the Lakers are probably going to BS and lose a game or two games just from them being Lakers sometimes and just being sloppy and not being themselves, but. That game one is so crucial, and uh, LeBron, nobody understands that better than LeBron. That's why the whole J.R. Smith thing when he didn't know the time, he was so upset because game one is really valuable. People don't understand that. And um, so I think experience plays a huge part in it. And, uh, I, I think that, yeah, Miami's going to be Miami, but some of the younger guys are going to kind of be a little rattled by uh, what they're getting themselves into with the Lakers. I think it could play a huge a huge role in this. You know, Iguodala, who, by the way, is like a great person. He's right. one of the nicest people I've been around. Good guy. So I was really happy for him. I'm really happy how his career turned out. He's had so much success. You know, I think the one thing to watch out for is, you know, you watch some of these Miami games is they don't go away. Right. And if the Lakers are going to have a 14 to 16, 20 point lead, whatever it is, Miami's not going to stop playing hard. Mm-hmm. And the way they shoot it and are capable of in stretches, it, we've seen time and time again, that this Miami team can face a double-digit deficit. And the way they're constructed and the way they're built, they're just going to continue to play. Right. Um, so I think that's the one thing to really watch for early is, you know, in one of these game ones or game twos, you know, is is one team going to drop a lead or not? Like L.A. got lucky that A.D. bailed them out. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's what happened to them. Yeah. They had control of the game. They took the foot off the pedal. And before you knew it, you had lost your rhythm. I hate that about them so much. I hate when they do yeah, that. it happens a lot. You know, right. the NBA, it's a short shot clock and teams are vulnerable. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But like you mm-hmm. said, LeBron's been in this situation. They lost the first game in, in round one and round two. Right. Um, so he's kind of seen it from all perspectives. He, and he's mm-hmm. lost the first game in the finals, too. So, yeah. Um, I think experience, you know, certainly a guy like Iguodala might get more time now, mm-hmm. uh, especially after how he finished the last series, but more time now because he's had experience guarding LeBron James in this moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun to, to see how, how the first game plays out. And uh, certainly defensively from, you know, us being some zone guys. Yeah. How the zone plays a factor in game one. Right. Mm-hmm. Facts. It's going to be uh, a fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Excited that, or I'm happy that the Heat are playing the zone, because um, I still get a bunch of texts and, and calls and stuff like that about why Syracuse still plays two three. You know, can't play zone anymore in college and the NBA. Nobody does it, um, so it's interesting to see them play it, and it's mm-hmm. obviously working. Um, but I, I know you guys are, are busy, so I don't want to take too much of your time. Um, thanks so much for joining me today, guys. I, I really appreciate it. Um, any any last thoughts? G, you want to give your prediction on, on the series? Um, he said he Lakers in six. 
I, I might have to agree with them there. Lakers and six. I, that's my prediction. Lakers and six. Um, thanks for having me on, Bill. Yeah. Will you be surprised? Yeah, Bill, what, what's your prediction, Bill? What's your prediction, Bill? Will, I you, will you be surprised if the Heat take the series? Do yes. they have a chance of taking the series? No. Yes. <laughs> nope. Bubby, who, but I want to know Bubby's prediction. I don't know. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure yet. Boy, you're such a cool yeah, How are you going to have your show? Okay, have I'll go. I'll, I'll go Lakers in seven. Going the distance. Okay. So you're going to bet against the in game seven. That's what you're saying. I just said Lakers in seven. So let oh, them win. He wanted to have that argument, Bob. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. He did. My fault. Anthony Davis bail him out. It's whatever. He, well, you just hate LeBron, bro. I don't hate LeBron. <laughs> no, it's all right. He'll it's be right. playing the Nuggets right now if AD didn't hit that shot, but it's okay. All right, bro. And where, wait, where's Giannis? <laughs> I'm not a Giannis fan. I'm not. A Giannis <laughs> bro, you fan. love Giannis, bro. I don't want to hear. Bro. What you are you Giannis. talking about? I have never said anything positive about Giannis. All right, all right, bro. All right, all right. But E G, thanks so much. I re- I really appreciate it, guys. All right, fellas. Appreciate yeah, talk it. Talk to you guys soon. I miss you guys. Bell, get it. Yeah. I'll try. Miss you too, G. E, keep doing your thing in the draft process. Talk to you soon. All right, appreciate thanks, it, guys. Time for the rebound. He's not going to get it. Oh, oh no, Belby. Now Sean Belby all alone. Three different walk-ons in the scorebook. Bafo Day for the Orange.